This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. We're so glad that you are with us this week. I'm here with Rachel Thomas. What's up? And our special guest, who if you have been with us this month, you know exactly who it is, but this is Hunter Mobley. Hi, so glad to be back. We are so, so, so grateful for you taking the time to be over here. Um, it's, it's been so much fun. Yeah, we have we have really had a blast. And I'm genuinely sad that this is our <laughs> last too. show on this. Like, maybe we should start a whole podcast on the Enneagram. This That's is great. Um <laughs> But we have been, uh, for this entire month, focusing on the Enneagram, and um, it's just something, man, I feel like, honestly, I don't know anybody under about the age of 30 who, like, you can't have a full-on conversation it, about the Enneagram It's trending with. right it now. It is majorly trending. However, it has been around for a long, for a long time. time. Yes. I know people who are like, I've been following the Enneagram for, like, right, 20 years right. or whatever, and I'm like, I'm sorry. How are we all just now <laughs> catching up on this? But it has really um, just made this huge resurgence, I guess, in culture today and has truly become such a gift and a tool to so many people. Um, for any of you who are listening today for the first time, and you're like, no, I don't know the Enneagram. <laughs> and you find yourself in those conversations when people are looking at each other and like, oh, you're such What's a two, your you're such a one. And you're like, get me out of here now. You know, <laughs> If that's you, I would encourage you to go back to the first week of this uh, series, which was the first uh, week in September. Yes. Yeah. And um, listen to our show that we did with Beth McCord, who is also a local expert on the Enneagram. Um, and she really laid a foundation for us. If you if you just want some basic knowledge, you're like, I don't want to go read a book, mm-hmm. but I will listen to a half hour podcast. Yep. <laughs> yep. Go and listen to that just to give you some background, because I just have been, I have been so encouraged and have learned so much over these last few weeks. And I... I feel like I knew the Enneagram pretty well, but you have brought like a whole new level um, to the table for mm-hmm. us. And so for any of you who have not listened in and you're like, who's Hunter? What does he do? Um, we are good friends with Hunter here at Mercy because first of all, he's the associate pastor at Christ Church, which is a long-term supporter of Mercy um, literally since day one. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Christ Church was pivotal in the Mercy home being opened here yeah. in Nashville. Pivotal. Actually, I don't think it would have happened if it hadn't been for Christ Church, and so we are forever grateful we for that. We love Mercy. We love Nancy. We love the whole team. Yeah. Well, I know the feeling is mutual, and um, also you serve on our board yes. here, the so uh, cool. Mercy board. And in addition to all of that, and there's a lot more. Listen, go to Hunter's website and check yes. out his bio. I'm like, oh, he does what? What else does he do? Oh my goodness! So as far as the enneagram goes, um, he has been apprenticed by um, Suzanne Stabile. And again, if anybody knows the enneagram well, you've probably heard her name because she co-wrote um, the very well-known book, "The Road Back to You." Um, which honestly, anytime I'm in a conversation with someone and they're like, "I don't know," there's so many books. I'm like, "Get the Road Back to it's You." A great like one. that is the best overall. It's true. Yes. So applicable and enjoyable. Like it's yeah. funny. It's just yeah. a great, great book. Um, but Suzanne also also recently released a book called The Path Between Us, An Enneagram Journey to Healthy Relationships. I cannot wait to read this book. It's I've heard so it's good. absolutely, it's so good. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, I'm, I'm super pumped about it. But when we saw that that was a book that she'd written, we knew how closely you had worked with her. We were like, what a great focus yeah. for this series. Cause you can go so many different directions with the Enneagram and we got four weeks. <laughs> so we're like, what can we do in four weeks? Yes. And we were just 
barely hitting the tip of the iceberg on how the Enneagram can help um, really just foster healthy relationships. And so um, Hunter teaches all over the place, uh, retreats, churches, um, conferences, things of that nature, but also is a teacher at Suzanne and Joe Stabile's uh, teaching facility in Dallas called the Micah Center. You shared with us a little bit last week about the Micah Center. Just so cool. There's so much that you can check out about what Hunter is doing, um, and we'll share before the show is over on how people can find you. Um, But, you know, before we kick off today, you know, we've kind of been focusing on different things each week. Um, We were going to kind of wrap all of this series up, just really capitalizing on on the Enneagram and self-awareness in relationships. But we were just chatting before we started recording today about, you know, there's a lot of different thoughts and feelings about the Enneagram. I never know whenever I'm talking to someone new, (laughs) you know, like, how are they going to feel about this? Because there are some people um, who have seen, literally all they got to see is a picture of like the diagram. Yes, it does. All these arrows and lines. Yes. (laughs) So I don't know. I mean, just what would you say, especially as a pastor at a church, you were talking about how you guys are using this some with your staff. You've Mm -hmm. talked about it, I'm guessing, probably from the stage over at the church, like how this has worked uh, bringing that kind of. Yeah. No, I I love to just kind of hit that head on, you know, because the Enneagram is such a fun and a good and helpful tool. And it it is, it's the the word is weird, right? You know, Enneagram. And it just means, Ennea means nine in Greek and gram means figure. So it's just a figure with nine different numbers around it. So that's all it is. We can all rest easy. But but the the good thing for, you know, particularly Christians, which of course is my background and all of our story, um, to just know is that is that the Enneagram is not the Bible, it's not the gospel, it's not Jesus. You know, so right. we just start there. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, so you need all those things. Yes. Um, but yeah. the Enneagram is just a tool. And it's it's one tool in the toolbox. And I'm a big proponent of, and I know Mercy is a big proponent of, we all need tools yes. because life yeah. is hard. Yes. And we all have yeah. challenges and we've all have trauma or we all have, you know, it's complicated things in our stories and we all need tools to figure out how we can be healthy. The Enneagram is just one of those tools. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, it's a personality theory tool. Um, and, and what I love about it is I think that it actually, you know, some people get worried when you talk about the personality, like, are we just kind of focused on personality and are we just trying to grow our personalities? And is this just (laughs) kind of navel gazing? Yeah. And, and I think (laughs) that the the goal of the Enneagram is actually to figure out how we can give language to personality Mm. so that we can recognize when it takes over, recognize when it gets too big, Mm -hmm. recognize when it's unhealthy so that we can then get back in touch with our souls, Mm -hmm. um, get back in touch with, you know, like Colossians says, the, the Christ in you and the Christ in Mm -hmm. me, because, personality can sometimes be a barrier to our Mm -hmm. souls. You know, it can get so big Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and it can just almost provide like an armor that Mm -hmm. that makes it hard for us to get to some of kind of the the tender spots in us, the soul places in us, the God places in us. So I think about personality like a house, you know, so just go with me on a little journey for me. You know, in, in the typical house, you might have a front porch. And then you come in from the front porch to the living room. And I think of our personalities like our front porch in our living room. It's the first thing mm-hmm. people meet when they meet us. Mm-hmm. And and it helps us. You know, it's mm-hmm. usually the thing that's kind of most practiced and it's cleanest. You know, mm-hmm. we're ready for guests to come. Yes. But behind our front porches and living rooms, there's some really cool stuff in our houses. There's mm-hmm. kitchens and dens and bedrooms yeah. and backyards. And the really, really good stuff happens back there. Mm. And so, so our personality is the same way. 
It's the first stuff. But then there's some deeper stuff beyond personality. Yeah. So the Enneagram just gives us language for our front porches and living rooms yeah. so that we can know, you know, when do they get too big? When are they healthy? When are they cluttered? Mm-hmm. When are they not healthy? Mm-hmm. So that actually we can get beyond personality to some deeper stuff, yeah. um, to some spiritual stuff. That's really great. And actually, on that note, um, I think it might be helpful for listeners and even, um, you know, especially if they're if they're kind of new to the Enneagram. When you talk about personality, um, a lot of people, there are some misconceptions about Enneagram and like, well, isn't just God made you a yeah, nine? God yeah. made you a one. Yeah. Like, and this is just how God made me right. and how the how our numbers come to be in yeah. our lives. Gosh. So could you lay just Absolutely. like a foundation a for that answer. so people know? You know, that that's one of the questions of the ages, right? About a lot of topics is, yeah. you know, how in the world did I get to be like this? Yeah. And, <laughs> and Enneagram wisdom, kind of like the psychological community, so, you know, it's kind of a soup of mm-hmm. some stuff that we just seem to come into the world wired with mm-hmm. and then some stuff that is influenced by the environments and the homes and the neighborhoods that we live in. Yeah. And so most Enneagram wisdom says your Enneagram number is kind of set by about the time you're age five. And it's oh, a mixture really? of... Of, you know, all that kind of, you know, nature, nurture stuff, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Um, which plays a part into so much because yeah. we all know anybody that's got kids knows, you know, you've got, you know, one kid that came out just, you know, quiet and gentle and tender. And then one kid that came out, you know, already like a bull in a china yeah. shop. And so there's just some stuff that's just kind of built into us. Yeah. And, um, but then also all of our life stories really impact, you know, who we are yeah. and, and what our journey is. And so the Enneagram is kind of a soup of that. And, yeah. And it, there's some mystery, right? Yeah. And so we just kind of hold space for knowing that somehow in God's mystery, we are all really different from yeah. one another. But but the Enneagram says, but, you know, there's kind of these nine general categories that aren't perfect. And, you know, don't don't answer all the questions. But mm-hmm. there's these nine general categories that kind of it seems like we all sort of fall into. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and some of the language that Ian and Suzanne actually use in The Road Back to You, which I think is helpful, is mm-hmm. that, you know, think about going going to Home Depot to the paint aisle and you're looking for blue paint. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's an infinite mm-hmm. <laughs> amount of choices right. for blue paint. Um, there's light blue and dark blue and purple blue and, you know, all that. Sure. Um, and so per, Enneagram numbers kind of like that. You know, we're talking about blue and yeah. red and green. You know, we're talking about one, two, right. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. But there is an infinite set mm-hmm. of varieties mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all unique. It's we're really all good. really yeah. different. Yeah. yeah. And I, I also really loved in that book just how they, you know, they were really trying to encourage people. It just kind of kept going back to that idea of really kind of what you were talking about with the analogy of the house yeah. of not allowing your personality to guard you against the right. goodness of life and just yeah. being the true you, who yes. you are. And like that so much of this journey for all of us is getting back yeah. really getting to back. who we really are Absolutely. and not letting that personality be Absolutely. that shield around us, you know? And so I, I think that when you, I know at one point in this series, you said like, this is a life work for all of yes. us, that that is the work. And yeah. so I love that analogy, that picture of, letting people pass just the living room yes. of your yes. life, of who yeah. you are. So that's, that's awesome. Beautiful. That's good. That's so good. You said something a minute that really stood out. Hunter, I kind of want to go back to it for yeah. a second about just talking to the church, breaking down what the Enneagram mm-hmm. is. And so I, I want to kind of go there for a minute too, because the Enneagram involves self-work. Yes. Did I say that right? Self-awareness, self-work, self-care. It It involves those those things. things. But I feel like in the church, that a lot of times gets demonized because 
we automatically assume, well, pick up your cross, follow G. And I say automatically assume. It's be, I think we have maybe misread or misinterpreted yeah, yeah. Um, some of the intention of, of those verses. Yeah. And so then we go, well, that means that you can't ever take time for yourself. Anytime right. you focus on yourself. And again, going back to number, I'm a two. So that's like yeah. the struggle of my life. Yeah. Like anything you do for yourself is selfish and wicked. And, mm-hmm. you know, you need. And so I really want to. Can you just speak to maybe the person that is struggling with feeling guilty for taking time to dive into their number, uh, to becoming a healthier person in general, but maybe also uh, just feels like that's not the story of the gospel. How's that going to serve others by becoming a better Mm -hmm. person? Mm -hmm. Well, so, so let me just say, this is what I love about mercy because I think mercy combines the two thoughts of, you know, yeah, we got to pray about this. We got to believe in God's transformative power. We got to believe that he can do miracles. We got to believe that he can bring healing and Mm -hmm. we got to use all the incredible wisdom of counseling Mm -hmm. and the tools that he has inspired people to discover, you know, so the Enneagram, I, I think it's, I think it's that, you know, you're right. There's a lot of stigma in the church sometimes about tools Mm -hmm. Um, because sometimes people, you know, just feel like, well, shouldn't, you know, prayer be enough or shouldn't, you know, just these, you know, proclamations be enough. And the reality is, you know, uh, God is so big that Mm -hmm. I think he, he's got room for all that. Right. And Mm -hmm. and he's given us wisdom to, to bring some insight through these tools into how we can be healthy. So I would say for people that feel like it's selfish to do self work, Mm -hmm. kind of like what you were mentioning is is, you know, the reality is it's kind of selfish to not do self-work <laughs> yeah. because, because without, you know, without realizing that we all have complicated stories, mm-hmm. we all have things that are challenging, we all have rough edges. Mm-hmm. And if we just kind of don't ever attend to those mm-hmm. or figure out, you know, how do we bring some transformation and healing to some of these rough edges, to some of this trauma, to some of the hard parts of our story, we are not going to give mm-hmm. the best versions of mm-hmm. ourselves to mm-hmm. the people that we love. They're going to get, you know, untransformed <laughs> versions of mm-hmm. ourselves and that's, that's, that's going to bring problems. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Ooh. Hey guys, Rachel Thomas here. Just wanted to hop on real quickly and say that we are so pumped about our next series starting for the month of October. You're not going to want to miss this because we are going to be joined by a brand new outreach team member named Julian Baca. He is incredible. You're going to want to hear some of his story. And the month is all going to be centered around the idea of thriving in your relationship with God. What does it look like to have a thriving relationship, not just existing, not just getting by, but in the highs and the lows, in the valleys and the mountaintops, in every season, what does it look like to seek Him, to desire Him, and to delight in Jesus? So we hope that you will stay tuned, hit that subscribe button, and join us for the month of October here on Mercy Talk. I am so very passionate, especially after, you know, at a lot of our workshops, I always share, basically most of our workshops is me sharing how in my time in ministry, um, I worked as a youth pastor for a few years. Here's all the ways I crashed and burned um, and just don't do this. Um, And so, but, but a huge part of that was the, um, because I just grew up with this mindset that you just pour out and you just give and you just give and you just give. You power through, you don't, yeah. Absolutely. And, and it, um, just about killed me in yeah. the end, you know, yeah. um, I was ready to quit actually after a year. So, um, you know, there yeah. was a lot to learn about that and truly, um, just 
as I get older and as I start to actually put these practices yeah. into my life and now becoming a mom, I'm like, yeah, yeah. what is self-care? That's really yeah. funny. Like if I get a shower, I'm real pumped, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, man, but, but I, I don't remember who, um, I think it was maybe some of Chip Dodd's work. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a book on parenting. Um, and now I'm probably, I know it was people who work with Chip Dodd. I don't know if he was actually part of writing that book. But anyway, um, the whole concept was that actually one of the greatest things you can do as a parent is to take care of yourself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And like you as a mom. And truly, I mean, even when I've thought about going back to work, for example, that could be seen as a very selfish thing. And I'm like, let me just tell all you people yeah. that working is my self-care. Yeah. I am yeah. a better mom Put to your my child. mask on That's first. right. That's exactly what it is. And so I think, you know, I've heard people joke about with the Enneagram, oh, well, that's just a way for people to just be more obsessed with themselves, right. you know? Right. Um, but that truly the whole point of this is not just so that you can be all filled up and great, you know, yeah. and self-aware, but because that enables you to love and yeah. to give to yes. others better. Absolutely. which is at the end of the day, our greatest calling. And so I love that, that you were able to speak some to that. Um, you know, and also just in this, in the vein of self-awareness, you know, I would say that probably one of the best ways to go about becoming more self-aware is just to get feedback from other people. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about the Enneagram, we hit on this a little bit last week with just the conflict piece of like, you know, just have conversations with people. Like, how do you receive me? How do you see me? And so how do you think that even just the Enneagram and being aware of yourself more enables you um, to just receive feedback from other people and maybe even actually seek it out? Mm, That's good. Can you imagine? Yeah, that's Um, good. That's very hard for me to wrap my mind around because of my number. But, um, you know, what how do you think the Enneagram just helps disarm some of that and enable you to do that? So, you know, the Enneagram just gives us some common language, which is what's so helpful about in any tool, you know, about personality, but particularly the Enneagram is if the people that you're in relationship with, if you can, if you can build some of this common language together, even just, you know, a little bit of it, not everybody Mm -hmm. has to be experts in the Enneagram, but just a little bit of this common language, then you can start to have de-escalating conversations about what the things are that are hard for you and what the things are that are easy. Easy for you, mm-hmm. and so I think when we just have conversation with the people that we love about our needs mm-hmm. and about the way that we want to process things, and about you know if if you can have enneagram wisdom and be able to identify you know some good language for how you mm-hmm. see the world, how you need to receive feedback, mm-hmm. how you need to process relationship, and then you can share that mm-hmm. even if that other person doesn't care about the enneagram, but you can just mm-hmm. say to them, "Hey, yep. here's some things I'm learning about yeah. myself. I'm learning that it is really hard for me to receive feedback in this way or at this yeah. time, or I'm learning that it's so hard for me to identify my own needs. I have to really struggle mm-hmm. and 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 spend time yeah. to discover what what those are. If you can just share that with the people that you love and have that language, yeah. it just starts to build a foundation really for, does, yeah. for, you know, us to not just kind of frustrate each other and, um, have unproductive conflict. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, you know, I think the other piece of this, it's making me think too about, um, something that we as a leadership team have been doing and are probably going to be doing, uh, ministry wide. Um, and that is, uh, something that we actually, we did a podcast series. I don't even know how long ago this was on the five voices and it's kind yeah. of this leadership training tool. And, um, the whole kind of mantra behind it is what is it like to be on the other side of me? Mm. Um, and Such so, a good question. Gosh, is, right, that is a great and, question. And you think oh you know, yeah. that's what's so yeah. funny to me is that I'm like, I know what it's like to be on the other side of me. Right. And in fact, I think I do pretty good yeah. because I give what I think, 
people want yes. or whatever that yes. might be. And so I think, too, the, what can sometimes happen with these kinds of tools or even like the five voices tool or whatever is that it's almost like I need to educate you mm-hmm. about me. So, mm-hmm. um, for example, yeah. like uh, I'm learning this about myself. I don't receive this well. So yes. you need to stop doing that yeah. so that this all yeah. works better. That, yeah. that is such good insight, Melanie, because you're right. The way that we can use the Enneagram in ways that honor other people, particularly people that don't use Enneagram right. language, is to just start by saying, hey, here's some things I know about me. I'm learning about me and I'm discovering about me and I'd love because I love you and I'm in relationship with you I'd love to share a little bit about me with you Uh and and more often than not that opens them up to an interest in discovering about themselves or just just sharing mutual sharing about themselves I always say you know my tip for people who say how do I get my you know spouse or best friend who (laughs) doesn't want to know about the Enneagram into the Enneagram and I say get the road back to you or get the path between us Uh and ask them to just read the chapter about Uh you and just say I want hey will you this is important to me will you read this chapter about my number nine times out of ten they don't stop at that chapter yeah awesome absolutely absolutely And I think it's just so good in those conversations to be able to not just communicate about, about like, this is what I am. So I think you need to know this about me, but then to say like, this is how I am seeking to grow in this area because it can turn into a, well, everybody needs to change the way they interact with me because I am this instead of, I need to be more aware of this so that maybe I'm not triggered so quickly on certain things or that I, this is about me becoming aware of me and if other people happen to learn about me and maybe decide that they want to communicate differently, great. That's yes. a cherry on top. But I'm right. not going to force yes. everyone. Yeah. The change to, has to start with uh, us. Yes. yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. That's so good. Okay. So you know, I'm going to ask for some more specific examples because <laughs> it's just the best. Yeah. So could you maybe walk us through each number mm-hmm. and tell us what it would look like? And this is, can be very general because obviously there's a kind of humans in the world. So yeah, it probably is right, going to look different sure. for everybody. Yes, yes. But how would each number go about that um, self-awareness piece, self-care piece? Mm-hmm. I know it may look different yeah. from a one versus an eight. Yeah. You've got somebody that that's good. this really is a value to them. And the other, like you mentioned before, you know, the five or the four is going to have a much, they, they value the inner world or the inner workings yeah. of themselves much higher than maybe someone in that values those out of really, I don't know. I, I'm probably phrasing yeah, that wrong, yeah, but would yeah. you mind breaking that down? Yeah, absolutely. So let's just talk a little bit about what self-care can kind of look like for each of the nine numbers. Okay. So for ones, self-care looks like kind of letting yourself off the hook for a few things. It looks like mm-hmm. letting some stuff go and, and not like, feeling yeah. like you've got to kind of bring perfection to everything. Mm-hmm. It looks like, it looks like getting out of town. <laughs> ones have to get out of town before they can relax. If you're a one, 100%. you've got to schedule vacations, oh get gosh. them on the books. Yes. It, I don't care if they're three years away. Yes. You've got to know they're coming Absolutely. and schedule That's them. Good. For two, self-care it kind of looks like getting alone because twos, mm-hmm. you spend so much time with other people. You've got to get by yourself mm-hmm. to do some interior work and Get back in touch with yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't do your all your self work in the context of community. Mm. You got to get so alone. Mm. And for threes, self care looks like letting go of some of the striving. It looks mm-hmm. like getting back in touch with some things that you loved as a kid because mm-hmm. threes have lost sense of their own sense of identity. Mm-hmm. And so threes need to get back in touch with your truest identity because you have put on so many other different kinds mm-hmm. of identities. And for fours, self-care, you know, fours, fours are actually pretty good at self-care. Okay. And so for fours, self-care actually looks like 
not just getting lost in kind of the poetry or the artistry or the drama or the the textures and the layers of a song or going and sitting on the beach or something. Self-care actually for fours that's productive self-care looks like taking some action and hmm. bringing oh, wow. some uh, execution to the dreams and the plans that you've made. Okay. Oh, wow. um, for fives, self-care looks like building some really good systems and processes so that you can get through your days and bring some good energy to the people that you love mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So fives, you know, self-care looks like, you know, building some good systems. It looks like uh, getting into, you know, getting into some action based on your plans and your mm-hmm. research. Um, for sixes, self-care looks like trusting yourself. Oh, wow. Um that's good. Trusting mm-hmm. that you That's know good. what's right for you. So whatever your instinct mm-hmm. is, six is you don't need any more feedback from other people about how to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what's inside wow. of you and trust that wow. because sixes are always looking for other feedback. Seven self care looks like sober joy. You know, sevens are always pursuing joy, but sober joy is, is, is the joy in the mundane, the joy in perfecting Hmm. something, the joy in doing something over and over again, perfecting it, not moving too quickly onto the new next Hmm. shiny thing. Wow. That's good. Um, for eights, self-care looks like slowing way down. (laughs) You are going so fast and you're getting so much done. You're getting more done than the rest of us. Give your self space to slow way down. Mm. And for nines, self-care. Nines are good at self-care, but nines have to be careful that they're just not numbing out. Mm. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes nines think they're doing self-care, but they're actually engaged in self-soothing or numbing activities. And so nines, similar to fours, self-care for nines and fours is actually bringing some action and bringing some doing. Not just kind of going to the Netflix binge on the couch. Go take a walk. Go get outside. Nine self-care is is really usually being outside, taking some action. Nines love to be outside and nature is good for nines. Yeah, that's good. I mean, okay, if that isn't enough of an example of how everybody is so different, (laughs) different, because literally some self-care for one number is the exact opposite of what another number needs to do. It's comical almost. Like, man, I mean, just so, I just think that was like a perfect example of of how unique we are. And I don't know, I just, even as you were... um, sharing that I just was thinking about different people I know that are different numbers and how again I know this is just a broad statement and it feels just like we're just kind of almost pushing this but it's like this is what has given me so much grace for people because for everybody who is different than me it's just so easy for me to judge like why do you do that or why are you that way or why do you why can't you stop or why can't and to know again it doesn't excuse like we always again I at our workshops, we talk about like knowing someone's story, knowing someone's wounds, their hurts, their personality. It doesn't excuse things, but it does explain them. And it gives you a whole different level of grace right. um, and empathy for people. And yeah. so um, I just, I think at the end of the day, I just want to encourage people because I think we're literally already t- out of time today. I don't know how yeah, that happened. Um, but, you know, If you have not, I was actually very grateful, I think on our first show with you, you said, you know, if you're not into this, like, give it a shot. And if you don't like it, it's fine. fine. And I was like, no, it's not. (laughs) It's not fine. But I do think it's great. (laughs) (laughs) But truly, no judgment if this just isn't your thing. But man, if I could encourage you to just give it a shot. Like, just just read the chapter from the book or just try. Because I think for those of us who have experienced 
massive benefit in literally every area yes. I know for me mm-hmm. of my me life yeah. I just get very excited about it and I'm glad that as you said at the beginning it's not the Bible yeah. right. it's not Jesus yeah. Yeah. it's not no. going to save you at the end of the day no. but is it going tool. to help your life <laughs> yes. and yes. improve your life and your relationships absolutely I think if you dive into it it's almost impossible for it not to and so um, this has just been so much fun yeah. um, and For we are really grateful I mean y'all heard his bio and that was only half of it he's got a lot going on and the yeah. fact that you would spend so much time with us over here is we're just so well, honored I'm and grateful. honored I, I love the work of Mercy I love everything that you all are about and so it's just fun to be here and talk Enneagram with you guys. Yeah, Thank you all yes, for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. Is there any final encouragement, like as we're literally wrapping up this entire series yeah. right now, that you would have for people? Um, yeah, you know what? I would just say to people, um, the best part of you is the worst part of you, and the worst part of you is the best part of you. Have some compassion for yourself and let the Enneagram just give you that compassion for self and let it build compassion for mm-hmm. the people that you love. We all need to be better to each other. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of anger and shame and fear in the world and we yeah. all need to be better to yeah. ourselves and to each other. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. Drop the mic. Oh, man. Okay. And, yep. yes. um, if, if anybody has been listening and wants to find you, wants to follow you, come to an event. I saw like a free event for anybody in Nashville. I think that's a, ch- a church. I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember the date yeah. of it, but Enneagramhunter.com. Yeah. yeah. A, a, there in, in October, there's a free whole series on the Enneagram and relationships yeah. in Green Hills at Woodmont Christian Church. Yeah. That's come awesome. find me. Enneagramhunter.com on Facebook and Instagram as well. Awesome. Great. Um, well, again, Hunter, thank you so much for being thank here. You. We yes. hope that you guys have enjoyed this series. I know we have. We have oh my so gosh. much fun talking about this. And so um, we're excited to dive into a whole new series next month here on Mercy Talk. Um, but again, hope you've enjoyed this one and we hope to see you next week. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com. Mm-hmm.